0: The Bipartisan Infrastructure Bill has created many opportunities for the equipment finance industry, but the lingering effects of the COVID-19 pandemic, including the semiconductor shortages, labor shortages, and supply chain issues, just to name a few, have created challenges as well. Today's podcast will examine the factors that are impacting the construction space this year and explore why working with an equipment finance company makes sense for contractors. Hi everyone, I'm Rita Garwood. I'm Editor-in-Chief of Monitor. And joining me on the podcast today are Jeff Barron and heddle Engineer. Jeff is Jeff uh, is Managing Director, Head of Leasing National Sales at the Corp Bank. And heddle Engineer is Director, SBA National Sales Manager at the Bancorp Bank. Thank you both for being here today.
1: Sure, glad to be here.
0: So the first question I had for you was about the Infrastructure Act, um, we all know it was passed back in November, and a lot of people in the industry are talking about the impact that it's going to have. You know, given the fact that 1.2 trillion dollars have been allocated to improve in- infrastructure across the United States, can you discuss the specific industries and asset classes that will see the most benefit?
1: Sure. Um, you know, it just you can imagine that it's it's going to be road and bridge construction. Marine construction, railway construction, uh, airport construction, underground pipelines, waterways, uh, telecom, clean water projects, uh, renewable energy—you know, solar and wind farm uh, facilities—and something near, you know, near and dear to me is the electric vehicle charging networks. And then on the asset class side, everything that goes along with that, right? So you've got. All the yellow iron, you know, excavators, dozers, graders, compactors, trench diggers, all the fun stuff, Um, portable generators, uh, portable office trailers, you know, lighting systems, uh, and then trucks, trucks and vans, you know, light duty trucks, all the way up to class eight dump trucks, cement mixers, uh, over the road truck tractor trailer rigs, really everything, the whole gamut.
0: So you mentioned yellow iron and, you know, the construction industry. Um, how will the construction industry benefit from the act? Can you talk about the types of projects that will be available for the construction industry thanks to the act?
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's actually fascinating to read the types of projects that, that are envisioned in, in, the, in the law. It's not a bill anymore, it's the law. Um, airport improvements, um, you know, clean water, we, we talked to a couple of our clients who are, um, ones uh, in the civil engineering field in the West Coast and ones in uh, brownfield remediation projects uh, really up and down the East Coast. And there's a lot of projects that have been uh, planned and certainly needed by their communities. And now they're looking forward to having the funding to, to, take, to take on those projects. Um, port expansion, I mean, I, you talk to suppliers um, weekly, who complain about parts they don't have either for repairing equipment or repairing vehicles that are sitting in containers, you know, in ships off the port of Los Angeles or Washington, uh, because the ports just don't have the capacity to to unload. Uh, so, port expansion it can be as significant as adding new piers, all the way down to a, a small port that needs a crane and a and a platform to build a crane just to increase their capacity. That much more. Um, I think you know what made the news a couple of years ago was you know lead in the water, and so um, I think a lot of communities are looking forward to having money to to rebuild their uh, their their clean water systems.
2: Yeah, and if you, if you don't mind, if I can add, I think that what's very very interesting when you talk about the industries mm-hmm. here is in the past for years and years when you talk about infrastructure. You, you know, it's really the things that we know, what we see around us, the roads, the the railways, the, you know, the bridges, those types of things. It's just now in the age that we're at to hear things talked about regarding clean energy. And I mean, clean water, electric vehicles, caber and fiber optics, those things, have, which are the waves of the future. Many, many industries that I would say when we talked about infrastructure 50 years ago, weren't even here. So You know, one one part of it is it's going to touch a lot of new industries that we've never heard of before being involved in infrastructure.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. I had someone on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, maybe it was a couple of months ago at this point, and he was talking about how uh, they're going to be adding technology to a lot of roads and and things like that. Um, So definitely a good point. So Jeff, the last time that you were on the podcast, it was back in June of 2021, we talked about the ongoing global semiconductor shortage, which is still ongoing, (laughs) Um, and the impact on vehicles, um, specifically. So that was nine months ago, and it hasn't stopped yet. Has there been any improvement at all, or are conditions about the same?
1: I mean, the short answer is it's really about the same. Um, The... As we talked about then, you know, there's there's two channels to order vehicles. There's the retail channel, consumer channel, and then you've got the fleet channel. And and that's what, you know, customers in, in, in these industries that we're talking about typically order all their vehicles through, through the fleet channels. The ability to order fleet vehicles, you know, for 2022, this model year, there was a small window at the end of 2021, and basically it was all cut off. So for the rest of the 20, 2022 model year, there is no ability to order fleet units, or if there is, it's 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 tiny. Um, so it means the same thing it did last year. It means um, you know inability to order uh, uniform vehicles with you know with with fleet discounts, and the inability to to stage those deliveries so they come in throughout the year. So it it just means higher price higher prices and and less availability like it did last year. We were told that it it should get better by the end of this year that at the end of not just the model year, but the calendar year of 2022, but we'll see. Every time you think it's better, there's a news story this morning that, you know, one of the truck plants is down for a week and another plant in Japan is down for a week. So it's uh it's a challenge.
0: Yeah. I saw that news. That's unfortunate. So beyond fleets, is that going to be impacting all of these other asset classes that we've been talking about as well? Are the, the, the semiconductor chips used there?
1: They are I actually was on the phone this morning with uh, an equipment vendor, just kind of getting the latest information, you know, from that space and similar comments. I think the, the shortage of, of commercial equipment, industrial commit commitment, excuse me, equipment, isn't just because of microchip shortage. It's also just general supply chain issues. Um, but they're facing the same challenges, fewer vehicles, uh, to order and then longer delivery times. So it, it may be a chip-related component, uh, whether it's a GPS or some other electronic feature in, in, a, in a PCL iron, or it could just be truly mechanical components that are in short supply and causing delays.
0: So another topic we've been seeing in the news for a while now is the, the great resignation and the resulting labor shortages. How is that impacting the construction space?
2: Yeah, you, if you don't mind, I'd, I'd like to address that one. You know, the the construction space in that industry for years and years has always had a bit of a hard time in finding employees. Uh, you know, even before what's happened over the last couple of years, as as housing has grown and in in commercial construction has grown, it's been a tight space as it is. So that industry it's going it's going to be very interesting how they handle this in in light of a lot of people changing their jobs changing their industries that they're involved in so I, the way i see it is uh, with, with with the construction companies it's going to be very much them looking at their existing labor force understanding who they have right now on staff and seeing the best way that they can keep those folks on on staff i mean we see it in all industries and 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 construction is no no different, they're gonna be looking at paying paying people maybe a little bit more, providing people a bit more in in benefits that they didn't do before, providing maybe more remote working opportunities, all these things, the waves of the future, that's also gonna impact the the construction industry. So I'd say the first thing is making sure that they take care of the employees that they currently have. Secondly is gonna be training. You know They're going to need to go and find skilled labor for a lot of these types of projects. And training is a big, big aspect of that. So it's either they train internally and they train their staff that they have to be specific to certain projects that they're looking at, or they go outside and and they find employees that are interested in learning the certain trade, going to trade schools and finding these people and, and finding those employees and bringing them in. Um, you know, that's, that's probably the second aspect of trying to build that, that employee base that you may not have. And I'd say the third thing is going to be, and what we're seeing very interestingly enough, is consolidation in companies. We're seeing like-kind companies by other companies um, in the, in the past, you saw them buy another company, you know, a construction company buying another construction company, a road work company buying another one, just because they have that revenue stream and they want to grow. Now we're also seeing it that they're, they're making that effort so they can have those employees in house. They're buying those companies, having additional employees that come with those companies. So the more and more we're seeing the acquisition related to Acquiring a company because of their labor force. So it's gonna be a few different ways that they'll have to approach this.
1: And their equipment. Right. Yeah, I had that discussion earlier with somebody. We want the employees, and we need their equipment because we can't get equipment on the on the on the new market. So interesting dynamic.
0: Definitely. So from everything that you've said so far, it sounds like the construction industry is has a lot of opportunity ahead and a lot of challenges uh, this year and probably maybe going into next year as well. How can construction companies and their and their lenders prepare for what lies ahead?
1: Well I think on both fronts uh, on the equipment and, and vehicle side and, I, and on the employee side, I think you know one of the lessons that everybody's learned and continues to learn is plan ahead, right um, make sure that you' you've ordered, what you need and maybe more than what you need because you may not get everything you ordered anyway um, and be prepared to you know just to, to, to have it in inventory uh, for when when the need arises um, and the same thing with with what hell was talking about is is identifying the right people and making sure that you know the training is in place and that you've got you know satisfied you know engaged employees uh, on the team and the other thing is is funding is financing. So when the project does come along, you've got your credit lines in place uh, to acquire the equipment or the vehicles. Um, And I think that's, we've been coaching that not just to to construction companies, but all companies that are in the supply industry, um, service industries, plan ahead. Because what used to take, you know, two or three months to get as far as vehicles or equipment may take six months or a year now. Um, And then also- and staffing, I think the same thing is true: is is be prepared to hire and keep people. You might not have the project tomorrow, but it might be coming, and you need to have your team in place to do it.
2: You, your points are are great, Jeff. Uh, just to add a couple of things there as well is, um, you know, we're in banking, of course. We're we're in. In the business of lending money to these companies, and that's what we definitely want to do. But there's a few different aspects to really tackle what they're doing. A part of it might be a loan. A part of it might be, you know, additional equity injection by by the uh, the, the person that owns the company. It may be partnering with somebody else who also has the strength as well. So that pre-planning of what has to happen is going to be very, very important. Um, as, as more companies sort of unravel what the opportunities are or, you know, over the time frame in all different industries, being prepared not just for the labor force, but how they're going to fund that, whether it's going to come from equity, whether it's going to come from lending, um, how to have the money available upfront so they can pre-buy a lot of the, some of the equipment that they need, some of the inventory that they need, maybe even pre-hire some of the employees that they need. Um, As Jeff mentioned, pre-planning is gonna be very, very important as you're taking on a project like this.
0: Sure. So what makes partnering partnering with an equipment finance company a good choice for a construction company compared to other options that might be available? I know I looked at the Wells Fargo um, construction outlook earlier this year, and they were talking about a lot of construction companies are renting instead. What would the benefit be of, of working with an equipment finance company instead of doing that?
1: Yeah, it's an interesting point. Um, I, in talking with this equipment vendor earlier today, you know, I think the statistic was something like 50% of the equipment on a job site is is rented right um but that means 50 percent of it's not right so it's either being owned being purchased or financed or leased <clears throat> so i th- i think it's important to again in that same vein of planning ahead making sure that your equipment finance company um understands your market understands the types of equipment that you you need um understands what projects are coming and that your, your lines are available and ready uh, when, when you need them. And, and, and make sure they can handle all the equipment that you're going to need, whether it's truly equipment or it's vehicles, trucks, vans. Um, it could be software. It could be any number of things that are going to be required, security systems, you know cybersecurity software for certain projects. Uh, just make sure that, and if, and if that vendor doesn't have the ability to fund those certain types of equipment or assets, that you find another one that, that does.
0: Any final thoughts from either of you? That was the last question I had.
2: <laughs> no, I, if, if I can add, I mean, I, this is just a very exciting time. I mean, what, what, what we see here is an opportunity. That's going to, it's going to develop over years. This is not going to be overnight, but there are many, many industries. It's going to touch. It's going to be it, many, you know, Many employees in all different types of trades will have an opportunity to be involved in this. So if it's handled the right way, uh, which which we expect that it will be, it's I see a great opportunity for everybody involved from from a small business standpoint to the larger company to, you know, um, uh, the financing side as well.
1: Yeah, I think um, I remember coming out of the Great Recession, there was stimulus money uh, implemented and there were a lot of, you know, I learned that was the first time I heard the term shovel ready, shovel ready projects that were there approved, permitted, just needed the money. And you could see, you know, immediate results, uh, you know, additional lanes being added or bridges being repaired. And I, to to Heddle's point, this is a, there's going to be, uh, visible benefits soon, but they're going to carry on for, for years to come. You know, you don't build a bridge in in you know in six months, right? So it, it'll be exciting. Uh, again, it's exciting opportunities for a lot of uh, a lot of uh, our customers and a lot of construction companies around the country. It's going to be great.
0: Sounds awesome. Also makes me happy. I'm working from home, so I don't have to deal with the resulting <laughs> traffic jams. That's,
1: that's <laughs> the one drawback, right? Yeah.
0: Well, thank you both for for joining me today. I Really appreciated having this conversation. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks, everybody. Have a good day.
1: Thanks, Rita.